Welcome to the Embodied Love Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Grant. In this show, we'll be exploring all things love, relationships, and the creative fulfillment of living a life on purpose. If you're someone who wants to leave this world a little better and really make the most out of your human experience, you're a creative, a lover, a human who is here to embody the full essence of love, this podcast is for you. Join me for conversations about the real stories, lessons, and mistakes that make up a life well-lived and a human well-loved. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, we're just going to drop in and do a little quick shot episode because tomorrow is the big day. Tomorrow is the Embodied Dating Workshop, and I'm really excited for this one because obviously I haven't done a workshop, like a traditional workshop, in a really long time. Gosh, it might have been like 2019. <laughs> this may be the last one I did. Like I think I think it might have been 2019 or maybe the start of 2020. I don't know, but it's been a long ass time since I did a workshop and I'm pumped for this one. We're diving into the world of embodied dating and we're going to essentially just do an introduction to this whole concept of being in your body, being present, being really available for partnership and the thing that you're really truly desiring and dating in a way that aligns you with that intention. So if you would like to join the workshop, you still have time, especially if you want to catch it live, you still have time. And if you're listening to this later and you're like, damn it, I wanted to be there. I'll still keep it open for a few days after the live event and you can catch the replay. So there's obviously the replay of the workshop. I'm doing an additional Q&A. Maybe this is what I'll do. I'll keep it open until March 4th because on March 4th we are doing a bonus Q&A for the workshop. So I'm going to teach this Saturday, February 25th. And then a week later, we're going to do a Q&A so you can really digest the experience and like get it through, get it in your bones, get it in your body. So I'll keep registration for this open until the 4th. And that way, if you'd like to get in on the replay, the replay will be up in the community space. You can come to the live Q&A. I've also included an embodiment class. It's it's just a replay of a class that uh, a drop-in class that I've done before, but it's all about reclaiming your magic. It's a really nice uh, journey to get back into your body, which if we're talking about embodied dating... You got to be in your body. You got to have a relationship to your body. So that is now included in the workshop. And the workshop is a choose your own adventure pricing, meaning you get to choose what you're going to pay. And yes, there is a minimum amount. There is a minimum amount and you get to choose anywhere up from there. So if I was to price this workshop, it would have been priced at $111. The minimum price for the workshop is $55. So this is a really great way to kind of come in, taste my work, get kind of the lay of the land there. 
And, you know, if you want to keep going, there's always options to keep going down the path. But this is a really great option if you are new to me, if you are new to working with me. Um, it's a lovely entry point. And it's also great if you have been working with me for a while and you're like, I am ready to like get back in the dating game. Um, I'm feeling personally very energized by all of the dating content and dating conversations lately. So I'm probably going to be doing some more, but uh, for now, this is this is where we're at. This is what we're up to. So if you would like to join us, obviously the the links for that are in the show notes. So you can go and grab your spot and head over to the community space and and uh, get started with us. So today on today's mini episode, I wanted to talk about deep creeping in dating. So I think we're all pretty well-versed in, you know, time of social media. It We all know what a deep creep is. And if you don't know what a deep creep is, it's basically going on someone's social media and like going all the way back to like the origin of them on social media and like collecting information and like just kind of tracking who they are. So I wanted to talk about this because... When we are in the dating phase, the deep creep can cause a lot of interference if it is not done with a lot of boundaries. So I'm not suggesting that you should never look at their social media or never, you know, indulge the deep creep because we're human. We're going to fucking do it. It's one of my favorite pastimes, let's be honest. (laughs) You know, the fantasy addict in me, the love addict in me just loves it because when I do a deep creep, there's a couple things that happen. One, I get to check out of my life. So I get to avoid whatever it is that's happening in reality and in real time moments that maybe is uncomfortable or I don't want to quite have to deal with yet. And the deep creep is a great way to avoid that. And when you're deep creeping, like there's all of also these feelings of like warmth and excitement and, you know, we obviously are enjoying the person that we're deep creeping or we wouldn't be deep creeping them, right? So we get to kind of find this avenue into feeling a little bit better uh, if reality kind of sucks in the moment and we get to check out and avoid the things that we might be needing to do. (laughs) But there is also this element of you really run the risk of starting to create a narrative in your head about who this person is, which if we do that, we might actually miss in real time asking the really important questions that we might need to ask that would actually help us get to know the actual person, not the story of them that we've made up. But deep creeping kind of takes us out of having to be active participants in the dating experience because we're passively kind of taking in information and then we are making assumptions based on what we are seeing or what we are not seeing. Um, We're making assumptions based on silly things like, what does the caption say? (laughs) 
<laughs> what words do they use to describe their reality or like what are the things that they're capturing like through their lens and like that must be something that's important to them like we're literally going off on this tangent with ourselves of like who we think they are we're constructing this reality that isn't actually reality like anyone who has social media knows that social media isn't an accurate reflection of reality and so when we deep creep, we kind of omit that piece of truth and we think their social media must be the true thing, even though mine and everybody else that I know, like we kind of just post our highlight reel or we really curate it. Like you're in total control of what you allow other people to see on your social media, but somehow we like just omit that knowledge when we are looking at someone's profile that we really like or someone's social media that we really like. And we're looking for, you know, evidence that can kind of piece together the fantasy narrative that we would like to weave with that connection so that we don't actually have to be embodied in the dating process, in the dating experience. We can think that we, and this is the tricky part is that it tricks your brain into thinking that you know more about this person than you actually do. So it tricks the brain into a false sense of intimacy. And when we feel like we have intimacy with someone, but we haven't actually done like the building block moments of really important conversations or experiences, we can easily slip into fantasy. And then we are living a relationship or a relational dynamic that isn't rooted in reality. And if that's how the dynamic begins, that pattern is going to continue if you do end up in any type of relationship with that person. So we're not actually in a relationship with the person. We are in a relationship with our idea of who that person is. And usually what happens is there's a blindsiding moment. And Kelsey Ballerini just released an EP and there's a really great song called Blindsided on this song or on this EP. And the song, the the lyric that really like punches you right in the heart is like, were you blindsided or were you just blind? And I'm going to do a whole other episode on this because I... I have a history of quote unquote being blindsided by people in, in relationships. And when I heard that lyric, I was like, oh yeah, there's that thread of truth. Like, was I really blindsided or did I just choose to not pay attention to reality? Because spoiler alert, <laughs> when this happens in romantic relationships, um, I wasn't paying attention. Like I was actively avoiding reality. And, you know, social media has amplified our ability to do that because it's more comfortable to sit with our phone and scroll through someone's social media than it is to be on the phone and have a conversation with them or be in person and have to do human to human interaction because that can feel uncomfortable. And it's awkward. Like, 
I'm not sitting here suggesting that dating is like this super smooth experience. It's awkward as fuck sometimes. Like when you bring two strangers together who don't know each other, (laughs) it's going to get weird sometimes. Like there's going to be those awkward silences. There's going to be those moments where like... You're like, oh gosh, what are they thinking? What am I thinking? I don't know. Blah. And like, we get really heady. And this is just part of what it means to be human. And it's okay. It is totally okay that it's awkward. Life is awkward. Being human is weird. Like, dating is no different. Like, it, it's just going to be strange sometimes. And we try, we have all of these like ways that we try and work around the messiness of life, the awkwardness of life, you know, the weirdness of life. Like we're just trying to sanitize everything and have it be like smooth and sterile and like perfect. We're going to do a perfectionism series sometime this spring. I don't know when, but... We are, that's the next series that we're going to do for the embodiment series and like really get in there and unwind perfectionism because it's doing us real fucking dirty. And when we have this fantasy running and we're like, oh, this perfect little fantasy, like I've got to curate who they are and like I get to make up the qualities that they have and really like polish the humanity out of them. Then when we go into real life and we go on a real date with them, we can be quote unquote blindsided by the reality of who they are. But it only feels like a blindside whack if we haven't been paying attention the whole time. If we've been off in never, never land, (laughs) off in la la land, you know, designing up, daydreaming up all of these fantasies about who they are. And the fantasy that we kind of conjure up is really, if we break this down, it's about our wounds. What we project onto someone as like the ideal person for us is based on the places where we have been wounded that we are unresolved in. So we will look for someone and we will like take the original wounding that happened and we're like, oh, the wounding was a result of these particular character qualities or these patterns or these behaviors or these energetics or these emotions or, you know, even down to like the type of person, like this person with like brown hair or like red hair, blonde hair, whatever it is, right? And then we swing to the other end of the spectrum. We're like, well, if someone doesn't have those qualities, then they must be essentially the savior that will come in and I can have a relationship with them and it'll never feel hard. It'll never feel uncomfortable. I won't ever be hurt like that again. So it's not actually the true thing. It's not really the true like qualities that your heart is yearning for. It's this wounded part of you that is essentially constructing an avatar in a way that it thinks if it has all of the oppositional qualities, that those are the things that will help you avoid pain in the future. And so we project 
all of that. And the more we deep creep, the more time we have to like weave this narrative of who we want someone to be based on our past wounding that is unresolved versus like getting to know the actual person in front of you. Because if we're talking about dating for partnership, dating for long-term relationship, you have to be so laser focused on who that person is today. Because who they are today is who you're going to be in a relationship with. You know, and logically that makes sense. But like emotionally, sometimes we haven't quite caught up to that yet. Or maturity-wise, we haven't totally caught up to that yet. Meaning we're still operating from this place of trying to avoid pain with our partner selection versus, you know, I've made peace with reality. And the reality is sometimes reality sucks. The reality is, is that pain is part of love. And that's not to be confused with pain is love, but pain is a part of love. It's part of relationships. Like, where we still have pain is where love can't flow. Like they are cosmic counterparts, but you don't have to endure pain and call that love. That's not what I'm talking about. But when we have these parts that are doing the choosing (laughs) that aren't fully integrated, they're not, we're not like dropped into our embodiment. When we have that inevitable moment where reality comes crashing down, we're dumbfounded, we're mystified, we're blindsided, and we're like, how the fuck did this happen? Like, you aren't who you said you were. Really? Is that true? Or is it also true that we weren't fully paying attention and vetting? Because a lot of us, you know, go into dating from this place of, I don't want to have to be the adult and be responsible for my experience. You know, I want it to just go smooth. I just want it to work out. And I I don't want to have to like put in the effort to like really vet this person. That's a lot of energy. What do you mean I have to stay present this whole time (laughs) and pay attention to their behavior, do their actions align with their words? And, you know, there's one caveat that I'm going to talk about in the workshop where, you know, for the most part, we want to pay attention to behavior and your, someone's behavior will tell you a lot about where they are in reality, what's important to them in reality. A lot of the times the words that people say, especially at the beginning are more aspirational, (laughs) These are the the things that I aspire to become versus the behavior will show you where they're actually at and vice versa. You know, your behavior in the relationship or in the dating dynamic will reveal to them where you're actually at versus where you might think you're at or where you say you're at. So this is why dating, having a period of time for dating is important because you know, fantasy and, you know, doing deep creeps and like popping off into these fantasy worlds goes hand in hand with, you know, constructing these relational dynamics that aren't built on truth. And 
if you are going to have a relationship that sustains the test of time and like you're in it for the long haul and they're in it for the long haul, trust and truth need to be front runners at that table. And the more we tell the truth, the more trust can have space at the table. And then the more we notice like, oh, I can really trust myself to tell the truth. Like it just, it opens up this space in the dynamic where the other person is also invited deeper into the expression of their truth, the expression of what's really honestly there for them. And, you know, there is, we, we do want to keep this on our radar in the dating phase that if someone's words and actions aren't lining up, we go by their actions. But there's one caveat to that. There's one exception to that. If someone tells you that they don't want a relationship, but then they act like they do, that is the one exception. And when someone says that they don't want a relationship, but they act like they do, you know what you need to do? Fucking run. Because that person is going to waste your time and probably be pretty dramatic in the process. And they will inevitably pull the whole, well, I told you I didn't want a relationship. Why are you being so crazy? <laughs> you know, like, I told you I didn't want that. And like, why do you think that we're boyfriend and girlfriend? Why do you think that we're in a relationship? We're not. I told you from the beginning. And then you're going to feel like a piece of shit. You're going to be heartbroken. And, you know, part of why we stay in a dynamic like that where someone says, I don't want a relationship, but then they're acting, you know, like they do. We stay because the hope, the fantasy, hope and fantasy are one and the same. Like hope is all fantasy. It's not something that's happening in reality. We're hoping it happens. We're plugged into fantasy when we're hoping in that regard. And you know, it's, it's one of those things that we have to get really good at discerning for ourselves and really being able to back ourselves up here. Because saying goodbye to someone who is like, I don't want a relationship with you, but let's play house anyway. You know, it's hard. It is hard to say no to that, especially if you are starving for love if you are starving for connection, it will be nearly impossible to say no to that. Because we're like, something is better than nothing. These scraps are better than starving. But the truth is, that's not the case. The scraps give you a tummy ache. They give you diarrhea. Like, they're not good for you. They're just not good for you. Even though we might think that they are. And eventually, you know, we realize like how undersatiated we are, how malnourished we are emotionally and relationally when we play this out with people. And you're probably thinking like, Kelsey, you started talking about deep creeping and now you're talking about this. Like, how did we get here? I'm like, well, the thing is, they, they all kind of build on each other. 
you know, if we're really paying attention in reality and we've really nipped that pattern of deep creeping and we've put some boundaries around it, meaning, you know, when I do this, I'll give you an example. When I do this, it's like a 10 minute max, sometimes 20 minutes, depending on my day. If I've had like a really full day and I'm like, oh, I just need to like kind of project out into fantasy and like, just like, let me play this out a little bit. I might give myself 20 minutes, but no more than 20 minutes because once we go past the 20 minute mark, we're just like mind numbingly scrolling through Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, whatever platform you're on. And we're no longer like an active participant in our life. And that's to me, like it's too high of a cost to let myself do this for more than 20 minutes. But 20 minutes, it's all in good fun. And while doing this, I'm like, whatever I come across here, this does not mean that I know this person more than I already do. So if I've gone on one date with this person and then I deep creep them, it doesn't mean that I know them better than what I found out about them on date number one. It doesn't, even though like we will trick our system into thinking that. And sometimes we want to trick our system into feeling more intimate so that we can fast track to the commitment. But if we're dating for partnership, we can't fast track to the commitment. We've got to go slow. We've got to really vet someone. And the slower you go, the easier it will be to determine, you know, where someone's actions and words are in terms of their alignment. So if you're going lightning fast, speed, demon, like if if you're just like pedal to the fucking metal, let's get to that finish line. Let's get to that commitment. The commitment is all that matters. The relationship is all that matters. The marriage is all that matters. The ring is all that matters. If that's your perspective, it honestly doesn't matter who you're with and you will date accordingly. You, you won't be dating for compatibility. You won't be dating for enriched partnership. You're just dating to have someone there. And again, like just because someone's there doesn't mean that you're connected. How many couples are in relationships and they're basically strangers? Like, yeah, they have a, a partner to go through life with, but it doesn't mean that they're connected. It doesn't mean that they have a fulfilling connection with each other, a fulfilling relationship that serves both of their soul's missions and the work that they get up to in the world and what they're literally here to do. A lot of relationships are constructed in a way that take away from our soul's mission because we're so caught in the web of drama with each other because we don't have the relational skills. We don't have the communication skills. We don't have the um, intimacy skills. And again, like if you have those skills and you intermingle yourself with someone who doesn't, you are going to be spending the majority of that relationship trying to teach them, trying to get them caught up. We already talked about this on another podcast. (laughs) 
And if you are unfamiliar with what I'm talking about, just take a gander down memory lane on the podcast. You'll find the episodes on dating down. And, you know, when we are in that pocket, it, it's so dramatic that we forget why we're here. We forget our work that we are here to do in the world. We forget that the relationship, when we are in the pocket of sacred partnership, we, when we are in the pocket of like true partnership, the relationship itself is meant to serve and amplify and enrich both people in it. But to have that type of partnership requires two emotionally mature and relationally mature adults. And if we are trying to blow past the dating phase and go straight, slide straight into relationship, we are missing crucial and critical information about whether or not the person that we're trying to like speed demon it to the finish line, if they are actually even capable compatible, aligned with, or even if they actually desire that, we're going to miss all of those markers. If we are pedal to the metal, just get to the finish line. And deep creeping, if we are doing it in a really unconscious way, is one of the ways that we will try and fast track a relationship to commitment because it will trick ourselves into thinking that we are more connected, we are more intimately established than we actually are. So if you are going to do a deep creep, you must, must, must put boundaries on it. And if you are a fantasy addict, if you are a love addict, my recommendation uh, is to really cut that out entirely because it is just going to cause more interference. It's going to cause a lot of disjointed energy between you and your knowing because you're going to feel the temptation to pop off into fantasy and be like, yeah, but remember that one summer that they went to, you know, the East Coast with their family and like, look at that great time that they had on July 4th and like, oh my gosh, they're such a good person. You don't know that. You're making all of that up based on the story that you're weaving from the images that you see. It doesn't mean that that's actually what was true. They could have been like fighting and their family, everyone in their family fucking hates each other, but they smile nice for the camera. And those are the photos that go on social media. For all you know, that, that that's how it actually is. So you got to be really careful there. If you're going to deep creep, see if you can do it without making up any stories about them. And if you can't, then at least pay attention to the stories that you're making up from them and mean like, oh, I see this photo. What I make it mean is this. Okay, so I'm going to check that out with them the next time I'm on a date with them and see, like, let's go back to the summer vacation. If I'm making the assumption that they're really close with their family based on, you know, the pictures that I, I see on their Instagram. The next time I go on a date, this is where you can utilize deep creeping in a more on purpose way, is that I would ask about the relationship to family. Be like, is family really important to you? How close are you with your family? Um, what's it like when all of your family get together? Like, <laughs> is it a circus? Like, is it pretty harmonious? Like, is it drama central? Like, what happens? And so I can see you know, what, 
what's actually happening in reality straight from their mouth versus, you know, this fantasy that I've conjured up likely based off of my wounds and I'm projecting like this perfect image onto this avatar being like, okay, if, if that you know, quality could be there, it would save me from the pain of my own disjointed family system. You see? So if you are going to deep creep, pay attention to the stories that you're weaving about them. Also pay attention if you're using it to pop out of your body and like just not feel the sensations in your body, not feel the emotions in your body, because that's really going to do you dirty. If you're using the deep creep in fantasy as a way to avoid reality, like the reality of the sensations of your body, how are you going to be able to tolerate the sensations that are inevitably in your body when you go on a date? You won't. It's going to be very difficult. It's not going to be enjoyable. And then it becomes a cycle of like, it's so uncomfortable to actually go on a date in real life and talk to people in real life. So I'm just going to like make up all these fantasy relationships and like, hopefully I can just go on like one or two dates and like collapse it into a relationship and hope that that works out for me. I would much rather you take the long way around so that you can have the type of love that is true for you to have and you can sustain it for the long haul. I want you to be able to sustain the love that you create and the partnership that you create and date from a much more intentional place, from a much more conscious place. Like if you want a conscious relationship, you have to be conscious every step of the way of cultivating that relationship. You can't run these unconscious patterns <laughs> magically hope that you'll land in a conscious relationship. It's like that whole thing of like, when I have XYZ, then I'll be happy. You know, when I get the relationship, then it'll be conscious. But if you've been unconscious the whole way through, if you've been unconscious in your dating and how you've been relating in the dating phase, that will not land you in a conscious, devoted, soulful, fulfilling partnership. It just won't. So if we really want to turn this around, we have to get into our bodies. We have to be willing to feel uncomfortable, willing to feel our feelings. I can't tell you how many people I know I have worked with that just hate their feelings and hate having to be an emotional being and express and emote. And unfortunately, you're not getting out of that. Being human means being emotional. You can hate it all you want, but it doesn't change the fact. So you may as well embrace it. You may as well get an approval of it so that you can learn how to work with it instead of working against it, pushing against it, and then just being fucking railed by your emotions 24-7. And when you have a lot of emotional debris that you haven't properly digested, integrated, that causes interference with your discernment, with your intuition, with your ability to read reality and ask the tough questions. So if you'd like a little taste of coming in and doing that embodiment work, there, like I said, there's an embodiment class that I have included. 
Because if we're talking about embodied dating, like you got to have a pathway to get into your body and a practice that you can do. So I'm giving you a practice, giving you a free class that is included in the workshop. And then we will do the workshop. Then we will do a Q&A. We'll really get this in your bones. And, you know, I love the Q&A aspect of it because then we can tailor the workshop material directly to your experience and really get into those spots that are true for you. So if you'd like to come and play, the link is in the show notes and the workshop is February 25th at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time until 1230. So it's a 90 minute workshop. And then on March 4th, we have the bonus Q&A that's part of the workshop and that's for 60 minutes. So we've got a lot of time together, and if you'd like to come play, I would love to have you, and we will definitely be exploring some of these themes a little bit deeper, and if you really want to go deep into this, I will be releasing my Dating for Partnership program in March, so you can go deep into that. That program will include this dating workshop. If you didn't do it, if you did do the workshop, then you get a discounted rate for the program. So that'll be coming in March and I'm very stoked about it. Um, It's one of my favorite programs. I haven't had it available in a very long time, but I think it's time to bring it out of the vault. So I'm excited to kind of reconfigure that program, bring it out into the open again. And I'm excited to meet you if you are ready to dive in and begin this work. So if you are, I will see you on Saturday. And if you aren't, that's totally okay. And I will connect with you on the next podcast. And if something today really landed for you, you took something away, I'd love to hear it please do reach out and let me know. I love hearing the stories of what's opening, what you're realizing, what's shifting for you by listening to the podcast. And, you know, if you feel inclined to share it on your social media, that is always very helpful or share the episode with someone who you think would really benefit from it. And if you really want to help the podcast out, it would be so wonderful if you went over to Apple and iTunes and rated the show a five-star rating, maybe even wrote a review of, you know, some of the things you're taking away that really helps the podcast just find the people who it's meant to find. And uh, I think that's all I got to say. That's all I got to say today, kids. (laughs) I love you all, and I will see you in the next episode. Okay, bye.